peace God hallelujah brother Nelson come right ahead hallelujah isn't God good amen why don't we lift our hands and love the Lord together for just a moment amen let's give God thanks for his goodness to us oh, let's thank him let's thank him let's thank him after church no I just I, I do want to say that I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to come up here and say something it's my it's my hope to be a, a help and I give honor to my pastor sister Riggin thank you guys for everything that you do everything Tirelessly working, tirelessly working. Thank you. Thank you. Not just here, but in Africa. And we could go on and on and on. And I also want to give honor to the other brethren here tonight, Brother Albritton and Brother Goff, Brother Hilton. You guys are awesome. Love you guys too. Hallelujah. Brother Mays, awesome job this morning. Not that you need to hear that from me, but I want you to know I appreciated what you had to say. Appreciate your friendship. Uh, during worship service, we was over there, and he came up to me, and he said, it's kind of sheepish, goes, I, I, didn't, I didn't have my mask on. And I looked at him, I said, that's all right. I said, you don't need a mask. I said, I do. I said, it helps me to look better. Self, I'll talk to you too after church. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, isn't God good? Isn't God good? Pastor was talking about why we do the way we worship, and uh, he got to talking about you could go to a ball game and people wouldn't think twice about what they were doing there and he got to talking about you know there's people there that paint their belly red I got thinking boy it'd take me a minute <laughs> to get that done I might, I might want to start early if I'm going to get there on time <laughs> hallelujah that's a five gallon bucket job right there <laughs> Woo, that's a scary thought <laughs> I, I tell you what, I go walking into the stadium looking like that, they say, game over. <laughs> game over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I do, I do have something that I want to share with you tonight. But before I get into my message, there was something kind of need to preface this. I feel like the Lord really wanted me to kind of say something along this line and it had to do with something that Brother Albritton said in his message last time he preached. 
talked about a man that was late for church. And he knew he was going to be late for church. And he was being hell fought to get here, get to church. But he made it to church. Brother Albritton said as he walked through the door to go into the sanctuary, one of the ushers looked at him and looked at his watch and shook his head. Fought hell to get there. Fought hell to get there. And the Lord wanted me to just read to you. You don't need to stand. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness. With long suffering. Forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Holy Ghost speaking to me about this with the pressures that we're going through right now, especially with the world scene. And we know the game, we know the game. We're, we're going to be frustrated. But we can't bring our frustrations in here. I want to remind you, this is the sanctuary. This is the safe place. This is where we can come and... Whew, I made it. Get in our pew and start talking to the King of Kings and let him know God and just start unloading all of that stuff that we might be able to receive strength and direction and guidance and help and encouragement not just from our pastor which is very important but from one another endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit remember I talked to you about this some time ago endeavoring is Spelled W-O-R-K. So I just wanted to stop before I got into my message tonight and remind us, don't let your frustrations cause you to act out against a brother or a sister. Hey, we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a bunch. But please, but please have some patience with me if you would. I'm trying. And I, I, I promise you, I'll I have some patience with you too. And you know what? Together, together, we're going to see some great things in God. Yes, we will. Yes, we will.
All right. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Verses 24 through 27. chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 it might sound very 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 familiar thank you brother Mays. but I'm going to be going a little different direction than what he went this morning Matthew chapter 7 beginning at verse 24 says therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them I liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. I just want to talk to you tonight about it's moving time. It's moving time. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's in this house here tonight, God. We're asking you, God, that you would anoint these lips, Lord. Use me tonight, God, for your glory. God, I pray, Lord, that your will, your will be done in this service tonight, God. Oh, minister in this house here tonight, God, you know. You know the situations, Lord. You know the circumstances represented here tonight, Lord. And I'm asking you, God, to bind us together. Help us. Help us to mix your word with faith, God, that it be profitable in this hour. Help my brothers. Help my sisters. Help my pastor. Help my pastor's wife. Help Brother Mays and his family, God. I'm asking you, Lord, show yourself mighty. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you all may be seated. We'll read. That scripture again for us tonight says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I've come here tonight. I'm reaching out for somebody. I'm reaching out for somebody that's tired of life's disappointments. Scripture I read to you tonight, you had the two houses. And the only difference between the two was what they were built upon. I can remember when I lived in Missouri, 
I worked for uh, an Amish man that did timber framing, and he did a lot of the, uh, the timber framing work for Bass Pro Shops. We went to Atlanta, Georgia, and we set up a timber frame. They hired him to build this information center, and we did all of that. But So Danny Y was the man's name. Danny Y. Schwartz, everybody Schwartz. <laughs> In the Amish community, everybody Schwartz. Danny Y, Johnny J, Schwartz. But Danny had a good reputation in the area. And there was a man that had bought a house sight unseen that was a truck driver. And he called Danny. He says, Danny, I'm having some issues with my house. Can you come over and take a look at it and kind of see maybe what's going on with it? So <clears throat> Danny loaded us all up and we went over to his house and walked in the house. And sure enough, we walked in and man, the walls was cracking everywhere. I mean, everywhere not just in corners and not just in the ceiling. I'm talking about cracking everywhere and, and windows wouldn't open because they were all out of kilter and doors wouldn't close and the floor was kind of... So Danny hollered at us and said, why don't you go underneath there and take a look underneath and see what he's got going on and make a long story short, whoever built the house didn't put it on a footing it had cement stem walls but no footing and so that whole house was sitting upon the ground and tonight I brought that example to you because I know there's somebody or somebody's in the house that your house has some cracks and some windows aren't shutting quite right. I'm not talking about moving time, being excited as an upgrade in a move. I'm talking about where you're so sick and tired of dealing with what's going on in that house. And the, just like that truck driver, he just basically let it go and went and bought another house. That's what I'm talking about. Being frustrated to that place to where you just, I'm done. I'm reaching out to somebody you've been searching for that certain something that'll fill that void, that missing piece. You've been trying to build your house on a false foundation, one that portrays the answer, the old worldly mirage, if you will where it portrays itself as something and you reach for it and you grab it and you get it only to find out it won't satisfy. It won't satisfy. Running from this new gadget to that new gadget. Running from one relationship to the next. Alcohol. Drugs, career, religion, only to be left wanting. It's time to move out of that situation. You see, I can remember before I got in church, I can remember what it's like to try to keep that house together. I can remember what it was like to feel the pressure 
and to thinking that, oh, this is, this is the answer. This is what I've been looking for, and I'd run to it, sis, and I'd get a hold of it, and I'd grasp it only to be found out that it wasn't what I was wanting. It wouldn't help me. And you see, you know how life can be. It can kind of compound on top of compound on you. And some things can come in your life and you think are answers, but they're chains, brother. They're chains that bind you to the place to where you thought that you could get out of it, but you can't now. Because now it's got a hold on you. I've been there. I've had, I've lived in that house. I know what it's like to walk into a house like that. Where you're bound and you want out, but you can't get out because of the chains that have you bound. I'm talking about it's moving time. I'm talking about it's moving time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. King Solomon had this to say about what it's like to try to pursue things. And in Ecclesiastes verses 2, verses 1 through 11, I'm going to read this for you in the, in the living translation. It said, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine, and while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks and filled them with all kinds of fruits and trees. I built reservoirs to collect water to irrigate many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women. Both were born into my household. I also own large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who have lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold and treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines, and I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all those who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted... I would take. I defined myself, no, I, I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. Verse 11. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anymore. I'm talking about his moving time. It's moving time. It's moving time. Only God can feel that increase. Nothing you can buy. No drug. No relationship. No career. Nothing will satisfy. Nothing will satisfy. I'm reaching for you. Someone online, maybe somebody that'll listen. I, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know anybody's situation here. All I know is what the Holy Ghost dropped in my heart to bring here tonight. And I'm here to tell you it's time to move out of where you're at. 
The world will not give you the answer. Reread what I wrote to you about what King Solomon just said. The man had it all. You talk about having it all, Elder. He had it all. And when it was all said and done, it was like chasing the wind. It was all meaningless. It was all meaningless. It was all meaningless. Tradition will not satisfy. 1 Peter 1 verses 18 through 25 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations, received by the tradition of your fathers. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Brother Mays' mom said that she grew up Catholic. Talk about traditions. That religion is rife with traditions. Traditions will not satisfy. Traditions, what mama did, what grandma did, if it ain't the word of God, if it ain't truth, if it ain't truth, if it ain't truth, if it ain't truth, it will not satisfy. Hallelujah. Verse 19, but with precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfade love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Verse 23, being born again. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man is the flower of grass, and the grass withereth, and the flower fadeth thereof, falleth away. But the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which, was, which by the gospel is preached unto you. I'm preaching to somebody, somebody, somewhere. I'm preaching to you. It's moving time. Um, it's moving time. It's time. It's time you move out of that old sandy foundation. It's time you shut that door and say, I'm tired of living this way. And I'm ready. I'm ready to head to that rock that's higher than I, brother. The scripture said that we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thayer's definition of the word redeemed is to redeem, liberate by payment or ransom. You know he's got your answer tonight. He's got your liberation. He's got your liberation tonight. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not some 12-step 
12-step help program. I'm talking about the Word of God has got your answer. God is reaching for you. He's been reaching for you for a long time. He's been grasping for you. He loves you. John chapter 10 verse 10 said, The thief cometh not but for what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord went on to say, But I've come to, that you might have life. Come on now. I've come that you might have life. And not just life. Life more abundantly. I know, I, I know, I, 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 I'm talking to somebody, you, you're, you're halting between two opinions right now. You, 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 you're believing what I'm saying, but you don't know really for sure if you really want to move out or not. I understand. I've been there. I know what it is to want that, but... Do I really want to give this up? Mm. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I might have. Forgive me if I have. You get to hear it again. But before I got in church, I was right where I'm talking about is right where I was. I was I was halting between those two opinions, Brother Mays. I I knew what they were telling me was the truth, but I didn't really know if I really wanted to commit to that, you know. Quit living the way I was living. You see, I thought I, thought I had it together. Even in the midst of all of the train wrecks going on in my life, <laughs> Brother Self, I thought I had it together. You know, here I had this, this nice car and, and I was making good money and, and, man, you know, had popularity and blah, blah, blah. Do I really want to give that up? And then God gave me a dream one night about coming home from partying, driving my car, and wrecking it, and it ended up in the ditch, and I went through the windshield of the car and rolled in the ditch. And I got up, and I turned around and looked at my car, and it was trashed. It was totaled, my nice car that I thought was so valuable that I didn't want to give it up. To live for God. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Here it is, trashed. It's gone. And I thought, oh man, I wrecked my car. Totaled it. Man, how in the world? This is before cell phones. Yeah, kids, there was really a time before there was cell phones. And I was thinking, man, how in the world am I going to get home? And I'm thinking that as I'm walking up to my car to look at it. I walk up, Brother Mays, and I look through the windshield, and there I am in the driver's seat, and I'm dead. I thought, oh, no. And at that moment, God, through his tender mercy in that dream, revealed to me just how meaningless everything I was trying to justify to keep in front of him was the lifestyle, the car, the relationships, all of those things. He revealed it to me. And as I looked at myself in, the, in that car seat, I thought, I'm not ready. 
And immediately, God took me from there to the restaurant where my parents that we had, and they were working, and they had just gotten the phone call that I was killed in a car wreck, and they were weeping in the restaurant. And I remember walking up to my parents and hollering at them going, Listen to what they're saying. Listen to those Pentecostals. Listen to what they're saying. They couldn't hear me. I tried slapping my mom in the face. Try to, mom, you got to hear me. And my hand went right through her face. And I shook my head. I remember like it was yesterday. I shook my head and I thought, oh my God. And all of a sudden, all the light in the room went black. And it just, I went, ah! Because I knew where I was going, elder. And I woke up. It's moving time. Somebody, somebody, I'm telling you, God has come by here tonight to tell you it's moving time tonight. Tonight. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. First of all, church, he's not slack concerning his promise. He don't make a promise and he say, oh, I don't know if I'm really going to do that or not. He's not slack concerning it. He, he made you a promise. He's going to keep it. It's not his will that any should perish. But all come to repentance. Secondly, he's long-suffering. Webster's definition of long-suffering says, bearing injuries or provocation for a long time. Patient. Not easily provoked. I'm here to tell you, no matter what the adversary has whispered in your ear, God loves you. Oh, God. Let's pray, church. Oh, God. Oh, God. God loves you. <laughs> you. And you, you know who I'm talking to. You're feeling conviction even as I'm speaking. I know, I know, I know. God loves you. He stopped this whole train just to come by and tell you, I love you. I want to help you. I'm long-suffering. I'm patient. And I love you. Let's lift our hands to him. I feel the Holy Ghost right now in this place. Kamasa chele, ia lobosare. Come unto me, all ye that are la- that labor and are heavy laden, and I and I and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you.
and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye, ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Somebody come to the music. Come on, church, let's pray right here. Come on. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. All ye that are in that house built on sand that is crumbling before you. Come unto me. And I will give you rest. You, you, you can be a part of God's kingdom. Oh God, Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 11 through 22 says, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called, uncircum- are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope, having no hope, Having no hope, having no hope. I've come to bring you hope tonight. Whoever I'm talking to, you've woke up. No hope. Day after day after day after day without God in this world but now in Christ Jesus hey ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ for he is our peace who hath made both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself twain one new man so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God and one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to to them which were nigh through him both we have access by one spirit unto the father now therefore, now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy, holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also build it together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So, Brother Nelson, how can I become a fellow citizen? I'm tired of living in this house. But I need to know, I need to know how 
how do I I change citizenship? How do I change residences? How do I get rid of this sandy foundation and get something solid? How do I do that? Well, turn with me tonight to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, there's your key, except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. Let's all stand. So, well, Brother Nelson, how in the world do I get born of water and of the Spirit? If you would, I want to take you to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 37 through 39. It says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, dying out to your old flesh that's dying out to your old carnal nature repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that's the water and you shall you shall you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and that is the spirit for the promises unto you and to your children to all that are far off even as many as our Lord God shall call. Let's all lift our hands to Him here in this house. These altars are open here tonight. <laughs> you tired of living where you're at? I want to invite you to come up here, kneel at an old-fashioned altar, and let God do a work for you. I want to invite you. I want to invite you up here and say, God, it's me. It's me, God. I'm tired of living in this house that's that's on the sand, God. I'm tired of the disappointments. I'm tired of every day trying trying to find that thing that's going to fill that void, God. I need you. That's it. That's it, church. Are there others here tonight? Come on. Holy Ghost is reaching for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help me, Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes.